Welcome to the Business Diaries podcast, where we uncover the stories that shaped the business owner. Brought to you by Lisa Settle and Isla O'Hara. Welcome to the Business Diaries podcast. My name is Lisa Settle. And my name is Isla O'Hara. And we'll be your hosts for today. The Business Diaries is a storytelling platform for businessmen and women to share their stories, the ups and the downs of the entrepreneur, giving us a look at the person behind the scenes, behind the business, and hearing about their successes and their failures and all those bits that go in between. Now, during lockdown, many of us have experienced change in some shape or form, and some of us have even gone on to embrace some completely new hobbits and new habits, even new businesses. Our guest today tells us how she went from being extremely busy to being totally idle. Um, So what on earth do you do when you find that you've gone from having not a lot of time to having loads of time? We're about to find out. Isla, who's in the guest seat today? Thank you, Lisa. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Karina Gertz to the show. But before we hand over to Karina, let me tell you a little bit about her. Karina runs StarCat, a five-star Middle Eastern training and representation company. She's worked with many clients from the Gulf region for over 20 years, establishing long-standing relationships by traveling to the region extensively, as well as being a chief point of contact in London. Welcome to the Business Diaries, Karina. Thank you. Thank you, Isla. And thank you, Lisa, so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. Yeah, welcome. Absolutely delighted to have you. And I'm looking forward to hearing how what started off as a challenge has turned into so much more. That's correct. So um, maybe I should uh, start by um, explaining a little bit about um, what I used to do. So prior to um, March 2020, uh, when Corona sort of hit, I um, I had been in hospitality for like nearly 20 years, and I specialized working with Middle Eastern clients. So um, I usually take care of um, their hotel stays. I, you know, negotiate um, all all the things they need while they're here. And you may have heard that some of the Middle Eastern clients, and we're talking uh, predominantly from the Gulf region, so Saudi Arabia, Qatar, United Arab Emirates, they do like things quite last minute. So just to give you an idea, I mean, I um, would get phone calls at 10 o'clock at night saying, this prince will come with their entourage and they, by the way, they're on the way to the airport and they're coming tomorrow. So we need all the rooms booked and we need everything ready. So this was a really regular occurrence. And this was also what I loved doing. That sort of last minute um, request gave me the, the adrenaline to sort of keep going, make it all happen, make it perfect. And, and also I am German. So I like to, I like to, do things to perfection. So, um, so my phone was never really off. My WhatsApp messages were always going through the roof. The most important thing for me was always to have Wi-Fi and have a connection so I could call people, make things happen. 
And I was busy because people were traveling and they were coming. London is such a, um, a destination for people from the Middle East. They, they just like to come. They like to come short notice. So, um, so really, there isn't a lot of time for planning. So you can imagine I was really busy running around after all these clients. And then we got to March 2020 and uh, Corona hit and basically nobody could travel. Well, I had a few last minute um, last minute people trying to actually get back to their countries, but obviously nobody coming to London because everything shut down. So suddenly from being really busy to have literally nothing was, I mean, it, it was a game changer and not necessarily always a good one because when your identity is so much wrapped up with work, it's... Um, it's really difficult to suddenly become, let's say, the chef and the homeschool teacher. Um, so it was a really big adjustment because suddenly my phone did not ring. There were no WhatsApp messages. And before, um, I would get anxious if I'm on a plane and there was like no Wi-Fi and I had no connection for seven hours because somebody could just maybe call me. And then, of course, I had all the Wi-Fi and no calls. So this was a really big challenge, I think also um, mentally. And um, and it was very much how was I going to deal with this and how was I going to come out of it? And also what would happen if, if travel never came back? Um, so maybe I'd have to find something else, but how would I find that something else? So um, it was very much about, I'd read a lot about sports and I think lots of us all did the Joe Wicks in the very beginning of the first lockdown. And I also did that together with my son, although I probably did more than he did and he wasn't really into it after a while, but it wasn't really something that I, um, that I said it, it, it um, took my mind off things and it, it gave me different ideas. The interesting thing is I'd always kind of liked water from when I was a child and I started swimming. Um, I live in London and I started swimming in the, uh, the summer prior in the Hampstead Pond. Um, there's a couple of different ponds. You can just, I just happened to go to the one where only the ladies go and um, and then I thought, because the pond was open um, all year round, and then I thought, what about if I just keep swimming um, through the winter? And I have, I mean, obviously I did not have much else going on um, at the time. And I thought maybe this would just give me a different challenge. And I had read a lot about cold water swimming and outdoor swimming and how it really can help with mental clarity and it can help you with your mental health, which obviously a lot of people were struggling with. So was I, um, when your whole identity was stripped away. So, um, so I thought maybe I'm just going to try. So I started in the summer and I just, never really stopped. Well, I had to stop a little bit when they closed it in November for the lockdown. And um, before they closed it, I think the water was about eight degrees. And after they reopened, it was about six, which may not seem a lot. But um, to me, that was like, oh my God, this is a lot. So, um, so I started swimming and I also, I saw people there and um, some of them were wearing hats, some of them were wearing gloves, some of them were wearing socks. And I always kind of thought, I don't really understand that. Why would you do that? I mean, obviously, I had heard about wetsuits, but um, um, 
But then I thought, oh, the wetsuit, I don't know if that's really going to make all the difference. But the gloves and the socks actually really did. And a funny thing happened. The colder the water got, the more my mental health improved. And it just, um, it just became this, it, it became this calming thing, almost like a meditation, going to the swimming, going to the pond. And then there were other things that happened that, you know, I, I think if, if people believe in fate, I, I do to a certain degree, then sometimes would happen. So I was thinking about my business and, and, um, and every single time I had to make like a really big decision at the pond, it's obviously very rural. It's very natural. You have ducks swimming. There's lots of trees everywhere. It's, it's really quite, um, uh, beautiful in in nature, and every single time I had to make um, a big decision, I used to see a heron that came to the pond, and there was only one. And um, and then later on, I sort of looked up what does the heron represent, and basically, it represents it gives you it gives you clarity. It um, it shows you that you're on the on the right path. And um, and it symbolizes also self-determination and good luck. So I started thinking, wow, maybe there's something here. And, um, and through the swimming and through the thinking, and this was just sort of my process to calm down and be with my own thoughts, I then also started to rethink my business from looking after clients to using all that knowledge that I had gained through sort of 20 years to put that into training when people uh, were going out to the Middle East, because there's a lot of misconceptions and a lot of things. And people feel very, um, you know, uneasy when they first hear, oh, we have to go to the Middle East and they think, oh my God, what can happen? And it, it's all very frightening. And, um, and, then I, and then I started to think, wow, this is the opportunity. I can take that, um, anxiety away from people and I can share all my experiences because I've traveled in the Middle East, I've dealt with so many people there and I can open up this whole new world. And this is how sort of my second um, area of my business started to develop. And I don't think it would have ever developed if um, if I hadn't gotten into um, the cold water swimming. And, and it was also a challenge. It was a challenge. Could I actually do it? Like, until um, until when could I do it? Uh, would I be able to withstand the cold? And I actually could. And now, to be honest, the colder, the better. Um, and it's something that I just so look forward to. It's it's really sort of changed my life. And um, and through all of the swimming and this clarity, I um, I I started to sort of think maybe I need to sort of step outside um, of my normal regular box and and educate myself on new subject on how can I create um, this training business to be the best business that it could be? How could I use social media in, in different ways? How could I find new collaborations and maybe a new way of doing things and create a new area for my business? I also challenged myself to sort of speak on webinars. I got um, I got asked a few times to speak on webinars, and I'm not going to lie, it really scared me. Um, and 
to the point that I probably couldn't even like sleep properly the night before. But again, if I had gone swimming, that felt a lot more at ease. And I did, and it actually worked out really well. I employed somebody during the pandemic, which I think um, people thought was mad. And it sort of really shifted my business into a new direction. So for me, the cold water swimming was really a game changer, not just mentally, but also for my work, for my overall uh, well-being. And so I, so I can definitely say um, COVID has actually had a very, a very positive impact on, on my life. So I think um, that would be my little story. That's brilliant. Thank you, Karina. Thanks. It's so interesting. I've always found the subjects of cold water immersion absolutely fascinating. And I think lots of people have. Um, and, you know, I, I've heard about uh, swimming clubs that, that do this, that, you know, have increased their membership during COVID. So I think lots of people have taken up that idea. Um, and it's it's just totally fantastic how you know how it, it it brings about this well-being it's 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 really I mean I know lots of people have always known that a cold shower is supposed to be good for you um but just to to give people a sense you you say that you've eight degrees sort of eight degrees to six degrees you were swimming in um and I think that I I've read somewhere that the average um temperature of water around the British Isles is 10 degrees so we all all can relate to you know if you go on holiday in the UK and you decide to take a dip because it's a lovely hot day it takes you ages to get in because it's so blooming cold and that's generally through the summer months so you know that's that gives you some idea how cold it was going um how does it feel when when you 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 know emerge at first well, I think um, I think there's two feelings I would describe. I mean, first of all, I would say that I'm also one of these people that if I go on holiday, I'll be like umming and eyeing about getting in. But with the pond, it was basically there's a ladder that goes into the pond and you have people behind you. So like you have no choice but to get in. Like you need to get moving because other people want to get in. So that kind of speeds up the process. So that would be the first thing. Um, so that's, you just literally climb down the ladder. That's it straight in, no hesitation. Straight in, definitely. And that's wow. sort of the best way. And then you get a bit of a, a almost like a shock. And then sometimes um, in the, very, especially in the very beginning, or if you haven't been swimming for a few days, I would describe the sensation as it feels like as if your body is on fire, it's really strange. Uh, it's one of the strangest feelings I've ever encountered, but it goes away because your body gets used to it. But I think that's that's its way of sort of fighting the cold. But that is also when it sort of you know uh, cools down your whole um, your whole body. And, um, and I mean, people should not think that I'm like in the water for like 20, 30 minutes when it's, when it's that cold, you know, I mean, you literally get in, you swim a bit and you go out. It, it's mm. that thing. It's almost that cold shock, but that cold shock is actually so good for your body and it fights like inflammation. And that's why I think, um, a lot of people have heard about this cold water swimming also. And that's why cryotherapy, I think is really become very popular because a yes. lot of a lot of um, athletes also use this when they have injuries to try and heal these injuries 
So, um, so it's definitely a proven method, I think. Yeah, it's it's known to 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 do all sorts of things. Um, you know, sort of boost your immune system. Um, what else do we? Or well, even your libido. I heard. But I don't know if you want to comment. Oh, I, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, definitely mental health. And, yeah. then, and, and then reducing stress, definitely. Reducing stress. And then something else that uh, that really helped me. I mean, I've always um, suffered since, since um, I was 12. I suffered from psoriasis, which is like a skin condition. Mm-hmm. The only way it ever improved for me was when I was in the sun. Like, let's say you go to Spain on holiday or somewhere really hot. The sun always really improved it. And it's really funny that cold water swimming had exactly the same effect. I mean, like the psoriasis was nearly gone by Christmas last year I could not believe it that's amazing and and I thought wow how did I never know this before and how why did I only try this so late Mm. so yeah so it it definitely is is hugely helpful and it's hugely beneficial to the body although I have to caution I think you should not overdo it and you need to um you need to really listen to your body and you should not like think, oh, I'm going to be in there forever and forever. It's not about how long you are in there. I think it's just about getting used to it. Well, mm. What do you wear? I mean, do you wear a wetsuit? I mean, you mentioned that you uh, wear gloves and socks. No, I wear a normal swimming costume. And um, and then when it, once it starts dropping sort of... Um, to less than eight degrees, then I wear like socks and gloves because your hands and your feet get cold um, first. And uh, and the rest of your body is actually a lot more adaptable to this. And that's why a lot of people wear socks and gloves. And for me, honestly, it's been like a game changer. I would not have believed it. I, I couldn't believe initially. I was like, why are all these people wearing these things? This is ridiculous. <laughs> and then I tried and I was like, oh my God, I totally get it. It's such a game changer. It really makes it so much easier to bear the cold. And then a lot of people also wear um, a woolly hat in the winter because the warmth leaves your body via your hat. So that obviously keeps the warmth um, um, of your body in. So yes, so just normal swimming costume. And that's also honestly the best because if you have, for example, skin issues, you have to expose them to the cold water. Yeah, so if so if you had a yeah if you had a a wetsuit on it wouldn't have the same effect but there is i mean don't get me wrong people swim in wetsuits i think it 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 also depends on what you're comfortable with you yeah. know i mean i'm not saying everybody has to be in a bathing suit or bikini there and, not, and people are going for different reasons as well, aren't they? Not everyone's got a skin condition and, you know, they totally. might just go, you know, it's, it's, it's totally. completely different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. And there is even, I think they done, um, I, I have a little book um, where they, they tell stories of the pond um, and there's lots of different people um, giving their different experiences at the pond. And it is actually a lot of people have, um, especially some of the ladies, um, that I've, that I've met there, they've gone, uh, they've gone through like traumatic things, like they've gone through a divorce or they had cancer and that kind of helped them to stay on path and also maybe fight off the, um, like maybe a bit of depression or like once you start um, realizing that maybe your mental health is deteriorating and you go swimming, that really helps. And, and, um, and I think the other thing I should mention is when you actually come out of the cool water, you have like this crazy high, like you feel so happy. It's really, it's really bizarre. And it's, 
unlike anything I've ever experienced, but it's, um, it, it really gives you like the happy hormone. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I, wonderful. Sorry, Ali. Yeah, in. well, it's just, in terms of preparing for our call, I mean, I've never been cold water swimming, so I was doing some research onto it, and I was reading an article about how the swimming technique is a little different, that you use your arms so much more than you would do, say, if you were used to swimming in a swimming pool. In a swimming pool, you're using your arms and legs, and you've got that rhythm and, and synergy between your arms and legs. But with cold water swimming, it's much more about the power in your arms and that your legs are moved more for balance and stability. Yeah, probably. I mean, I mean, to be honest, my son makes fun of me. He says, oh, you just swim with like breaststroke and you don't even like dip your head under. Um, but that's what a lot of people do at, at the pond because you also, I guess some of it is also not just the water. It's also like you immerse yourself in nature because it is a very sort of nature it's like a tranquil thing to do isn't it, it so yeah it is it and lends yeah. itself to breaststroke doesn't yeah, it yeah yeah which is what you're describing isla really isn't it breaststroke well, rather than you can't go in doing a full crawl or a butterfly i mean you can but it's it might uh, upset the ducks yeah although <laughs> I, I think the ducks are pretty used to all the swimmers right <laughs> now i think they're not really faced <laughs> but I'm interested in, in, in this tranquility that you talk about and the meditative effect that you mentioned in, in your story. I mean, for me, I can't get beyond the shock of, you know, that sharp intake of breath that you're going to have when you get into the water. I can't, I can't even think of, about getting in the water. <laughs> I've one on the side for about half an hour. I mean, I tried to have a cold shower this morning in preparation for the call. I thought, I know, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get with the plan, and and I didn't. <laughs> I bottled out. I think. I mean, I don't know. It's it, it's really something fascinating that, and maybe it's just because it's this particular area. Um, because the pond is what it is. I mean, uh, first of all, obviously there's only ladies swimming there and then you have all these trees and you have all this nature and it's just, it just feels so serene. And, um, and it's just a really beautiful place. And it's sort of like this little hidden jam away in London from everything. Like you could be anywhere outside in the countryside because it's literally just so hidden and beautiful with all the green. And then if you have a day when the sun shines, I mean, it's just magical. The cold and then the sun on your face. I mean, it's like, it's it's really incredible. And then of course, if you have things like you see the heron flying over the water, I mean, there's just nothing better. It's it's mm. really incredible. Yeah. So what's what's the, the protocol on, on getting out? What do you do? Um, I mean, are you desperate to warm up when you get out? Well, I think a lot of people um, think, oh, maybe I should have a, a hot shower straight after. And there are hot showers at the pond, but that's actually the one thing you should not do. You should you should have a cold shower. And in last year, funny enough, because of COVID, all the hot showers were closed anyway. So we only had the cold showers outside. But when you come out, you don't actually feel the cold. So you just take a quick shower, then you just dry yourself and you should layer yourself in different layers and maybe have a hot drink. And that's how you should warm up. You should not go and have some crazy warm shower because that can really mess with your system. Um, 
And um, I mean, the thing that I really love about the pond is as well that you have all these lifeguards there and they're very um, knowledgeable. So if somebody goes for like the first time, you know, they really walk them through it and say, you know, just go from this ladder to this ladder and then come back tomorrow and, and you build it up slowly because you, if you've never done this, then, um, you know, you t- need to take it slow. You cannot think, oh, I'm just going to jump in, which will probably give you a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you need yeah. to really... Um, and exactly, I think like Ayla said, you know, you need to start off slow and you need to prepare. And the best way to prepare is to have cold showers, even, you know, um, even though it's probably not everybody's thing, but, um, but it is actually very good for you. And, and again, um, they say, um, even a cold shower can improve your mental health. And I'm not saying again, you have to, you have to be under the shower for 20 minutes. You could just be on there for 30 seconds. And then the next day you put it up to a minute and then the next to a minute and a half. And that may just be totally enough for you. Um, but it it can really make a difference. I think if if anyone um, hasn't heard of, there's what they call the Iceman, Wim Hof. I mean, he has done some phenomenal re- research on how cold water therapy can actually, you know, help with lots of different issues in a natural way that that like no medicine actually can. Yeah, so, didn't you tell me about the there was a, a something where he was injected with the virus or something? Yes. Oh my god, that really blew my mind. Um he actually he he did um a supervised trial under I think doctor's supervision and they and they injected him with some kind of virus which normally you get very ill from. And through his breathing techniques and like cold water therapy, he basically fought it off and he had nothing. He had no symptoms. Now people could think, okay, fair enough, maybe he's very fit and he has a very good immune system. But the thing that really blew my mind is he took, I think, 10 or 12 people and he trained all of them in his method and they had exactly the same result. And that was just incredible to me. I'm like, wow. That is blowing. Anybody, anybody can do this. Um, so I think, you know, I I think it's really interesting how maybe over, you know, the the last sort of uh, years, we've kind of gotten so out of touch with our body that we actually just look for the cure rather than looking for, yes. the, you know, yeah. to our own body for, for the cure and see, see what we can do. And I think, uh, you know, I, I think so many people have struggled with mental health. And I think even if you've been the most strong person or you always thought you had very good mental health I think even those people struggled during COVID you know because it wasn't it wasn't easy and then to try and find a way to drag yourself out of that hole and if it's such a long time wasn't it that was the thing first of all you were were kind of semi-prepared I suppose in a way you thought well okay we can deal with this but it went on for such a long time that I I think people that people that never thought they would have any issues did and it started to affect everyone obviously all in different ways but yeah it really did um but I've heard I've heard fantastic stories like the one you've just said about Wim Hof I heard a, a, a one in the UK of a, a lady having um I think she had she started off with a, a day therapy she was suffering with uh, postnatal depression and it started off with day therapy where she had six immersions and it wasn't outside in cold water. It was a, a controlled area, um, you know, probably like a some sort of cold bath or something. And she 
had six immersions in one day of a very short time. And on her second one, they said that she was as, as miserable as she could get. And they kind of said, she, do you want to stop? Let's not continue. And she said, no, 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 I, I do. I want to go ahead. And and she didn't. She did the, the whole six immersions. And it sounds crazy, really, doesn't it? But apparently she was as happy as she said, as had ever been by the sixth time she'd been in. And she went on then to take up the cold water swimming. And, you know, the, the reports were that, that a year later she was completely medicine-free and, you know, got her health, mental health completely in control and happy lady. Wow. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? I mean, amazing story. It's really incredible. I mean, I I really, I really do think, you know, like your mood is really severely impacted by this and it makes a massive difference. And uh, I mean, you wouldn't believe like, you know, on, if you looked at this black and white, you'd be like never in a million years, but it really does something to the body that cold water that is actually very healing, I think. Well, you, you you referred to that in your story. You said that it gave you clarity and confidence, and and I get that you have that space and time in the water that that meditative effect, which gives you time to think through some business decisions um, that you need to make. But I'm particularly interested because you made the comment that it made you that the cold water swimming gave you a deeper strength in your decision making. It almost made you braver. I mean, you mentioned that you're speaking on webinars now, that you've taken on um, somebody to come and work with you. So that's bringing on challenges such as delegation. And so would you say that the the cold water swimming has generally made you braver and this is something that you're going to get even braver still as you move forward with building your business? Yes, I would say it's, um, I, I think it's a really good support mechanism, which I didn't think it was going to be because, you know, when I, when I took it up, I guess it was just something where I wanted to sort of challenge myself and, um, and, you know, see where it could lead and, and could I actually do it? And, and it was really funny because on like normally on the way to the pond, it takes me about 20 minutes to get there. I'd like listen to like different podcasts and things. And I'd really been listening to a lot of like mind, you know, um, like mind work. And and what all these people always tell you is, um, it, you know, if you are afraid of something and something that really, really scares you, then you need to push through the fear and you need to do it because that's the only way you're going to grow. And that's the only way you're going to come out on the other side. And I think that cold water swimming gave me that push. I saw I could do it, even if I just do it slowly, but I can get there. And if I can do this, I mean, what else can I do? You know? So do you think you will take Watch that out world? Yeah, absolutely. But do you, you mentioned before that you were working 100 hours, you know, crazy hours, getting called at, you know, 10 o'clock at night. And when we were talking before, you shared a story about how you were even called on a plane journey. You, you know, you couldn't even have those hours where technically you were out of contact, but people still needed you and you had a 20 minute window of Wi-Fi to, to fix a, a client's problem, you know, which of course you give the client absolutely top-notch service but that you know that is very wearing and that 
you know, does rapidly lead to burnout. So do you think this time over COVID, this time with the cold water swimming, this time of you feeling braver is actually going to make you stronger with your sort of client stroke, personal time, family time boundaries? Um, I th- I think so, because I think also um, one of the things, you know, for me that changed was obviously working with somebody. And I'm normally somebody who who likes to just do everything themselves. And, you know, yeah, you could say like, I'll probably be, I am a bit of a control freak. Um, but that also gave me a different perspective. And I kind of had to sort of step out of this a little bit and give give up control, if you will, and let somebody else do stuff. Um, and, um, and yes, because I think, do I want to go back to this place where always have to be reachable? Probably not. Um, but that's why I think you have to bring in other people and you have to trust other people that they can do an equally good job. Mm. So, um, so yes, I mean, it's, you know, to, in looking back at it, I think it was a great time of reflection and all these things sort of came together beautifully. Yeah. So there's going to be so many stories from lockdown, aren't there? So many stories. Oh, and totally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I've got to ask that my burning question is how low have you gone, Karina, in terms of temperature? So the lowest um, I actually swam in was about three and a half degrees. Oh, my word. (laughs) And, and you know, it was actually quite funny because it literally became an obsession. Every day when I would go and I would look and I'd be like, it's still six degrees. Why hasn't it moved? I wonder what it feels like when it's four. (laughs) It's it's really, I don't know, it, it was, it yeah it, it it's a some... challenge isn't it it's it's, and, and, and every, every time you every time you've you've dropped a, a degree I suppose you're yes. thinking, yep done that done exactly, that exactly exactly no it, it very much is it very much is like that so and um yeah it's, it's also interesting to look at the the different sort of weather that you swim in I mean I swam I swam when it was raining like crazy one time, like you could barely even see anything. I mean, that was an experience. I swam when it started to sort of snow a tiny bit. That was probably about the three and a half, four degree mark. Um, and that was beautiful. I mean, what a what a beautiful thing. And and a lot of the times, you know, I've, I've got up in the morning and I thought, oh, can I really be asked to go swimming? And then I would go and I think, oh, thank God I went. This was just amazing. So... Mm. So it's really about, I mean, I think this is what a lot of people say about exercise. Like you have to force yourself to do it because once you've done it, it's great. You feel really amazing for it. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, Karina, you seem to be someone who likes to be pushed or challenged. So, um, you know, what's next? Is that, do you have plans for, for anything else? Are you going to swim the channel or? (laughs) I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I, I I quite like to, obviously living in London, I don't live close to the water, but maybe I quite like to go and, and swim in the sea in the winter. So maybe, mm. I mean, who knows? Um, that would be quite, because I love the sea. Um, that would be quite something. Maybe this winter. You, you could, yeah, you could try a tour around the, the British Isles, couldn't you? You could just go yeah. around the whole coastline and, true, and, true. and try try out the swimming. You, yeah. you try out and you can report back. We'll watch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Karina, for people who are inspired by your story, how can they get in touch with you? 
So, um, so my website is um, www.star-cat.co.uk. Um, and I'm also quite active on lots of like social media, um, like LinkedIn and Instagram and, and um, things like that. So you can find me everywhere. Fina, can you just spell your surname just for anyone that's listening that do- they want to Google you? Oh, okay. It's Goetz, G-O-E-T-Z. It's a German spelling. It's normally the German with the O and it has the two points on top, but you spell it O-E as well. Okay. Okay. Excellent. That's good to know. And can we, before we do finish up, can I just ask you, because, you know, we don't want people going off to jump in the Thames this afternoon and think that they can swim across and uh, they're so inspired by your story. (laughs) that they're going to go and try it for themselves what what tips have you got um or what would you say to people that want to give it a go I would definitely say you have to start with like a cold shower you need to get your body used to it and I think you just need to be consistent so if for example you go swimming in the summer just don't stop and then go two or three times a week maybe in in autumn and then moving into winter and don't overdo it. I would go somewhere where there are lifeguards. So like at the pond in Hampstead, there are lifeguards. Um, yeah, it's really think, important, isn't it? Yes. I think there's other places as well. I think like the West Reservoir and I would not go, like don't go just on your own. If um, if you think, oh, let me just go into the sea or something, go with people, go with people or go where lifeguards are because I think um, safety is key here. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, with cold water, it, it, it certainly does bring a danger. Um, Absolutely. It, obviously, it has all the health benefits and it's fantastic. But there is that danger, um, you know, when you have that gasp, it doesn't take long Correct. to, you know, for things to go wrong. So it, it, it really must. I don't want to, you know, end the story on a, on a negative, but it, it, we're just enhancing the fact that safety is is key. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I think that, you know, the time's come to an end again. So thank you, Karina. Uh, I mean, there's been a really enjoyable podcast. We've loved hearing about the cold swimming adventures. And I think it's been really inspiring. I I hope that other people will give it a go. Um, Isla, do you know what? I'm I'm not going to grass and Isla up. I think she's already (laughs) looked up the local baths, local pond, ready to go. I, I have, yes, uh, and it's even on the school run. Oh, so, wow. I know, I, 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 really have, uh, I really have no excuse. But I think, just to say, before we all go off and jump into the nearest cold water, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do the sensible thing and just give us all a reminder of Karina's top tips uh, regarding um, swimming safely in cold water. And, and, and that is to book into a supervised open water swimming centre. Look, look up. Um, where there are where there's a supervised center near near to you because you'll often be given an introduction maybe some basic coaching um in many cases there'll be a marked out course with lifeguards clear entry and exit points Karina mentioned the ladders when she's talking about where she was swimming in London start with a cold shower I haven't even been brave enough to do that yet uh start in the warmer months when the water temperature is higher get the kit that you need Never swim alone unless you're very, very confident. And then, of course, tell somebody where you're going and make sure you're very confident with your surroundings. So thank you very much for these tips, Karina. We'll put a link to the Wim Hof um, 
website that, that you mentioned so that people can find out more about him. And again, thank you very much. And to all our listeners, thank you. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Biz Diaries. Excellent. Excellent. Thank well, you so thanks. Much. Oh, thank you, Karina. We're, we're really, we know that you're busy. <laughs> We know that you're busy. I hope the phone's not been going whilst we've been talking. But thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. Um, also, thanks go to Paul Cheese for our jingle and his editing magic. Um, and really, that just leaves you, the listener. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed today's story. And join us for the next one. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you. We hope you have enjoyed listening to this edition of The Business Diaries. We would love to hear your feedback. Please find us on Twitter and Facebook at The Biz Diaries. 